Welcome to Insights into Action from KPMG, where we bring together business professionals and specialists from KPMG and beyond. In each episode, we'll delve into real-world stories and share unique insights that provide tangible actions that will benefit your business and help you navigate today's challenges and tomorrow's opportunities. Hello, everyone. My name is Barry Brunsman, and I lead KPMG's CIO Center of Excellence. While there is no let up in the level of disruption we are all facing, whether those be rising costs, economic uncertainties, geopolitical turmoil, companies of all sizes are meeting these challenges by embracing equally disruptive technologies, both new and old. In KPG's recent report, we surveyed more than 2,200 executives and conducted a series of in-depth discussions with industry experts to uncover the technology strategies businesses are using to help outsmart their competitors in this time of unprecedented market volatility. Just as technological innovation helped sustain businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic, the global tech leaders we surveyed are equally enthusiastic about the power of digital transformation to move their businesses forward in these times. But there are clearly challenges from a shortage of skills needed for this breaking world to the increasing cybersecurity threat landscape. So how can businesses in these uncertain times make good on the promise of digital transformation? And what does 2023 and beyond look like? To answer these questions and more, joining me today are my distinguished colleagues, Swami Chandrasakharan, Global Cloud Center of Excellence Lead, and Akhiles Tuteja, Global Cyber Center of Excellence Lead. Gentlemen, welcome, and thank you for joining me here today. Why don't we just dive right in? So why don't we start with uh, what you are seeing as the biggest drivers for change with regards to digital transformation? Swami, you want to pick that one up? Yeah, sure. So I'm pretty sure when all of us wake up, we find a new technology that has taken over the market where we have these pre-trained transformers that can generate, summarize, and do many other things with, with text, loading chatbots. Then we have diffusion models that can generate images based on text prompts that we give. So there is a whole wave of technologies being come, that are coming out with generative AI per se. But not to mention there are other things as well, including the augmented reality, virtual reality, and the, the likes of metaverse. Then you've got advancements that are going on in Internet of Things and edge computing and quantum computing. So there are these myriad of different technologies that are out there. In our survey, what we found was everybody wants to adopt technology, but there are two primary reasons, or maybe three, I would say, that are driving these changes. Number one, um, customer experience. Uh, the customers could be internal, external, doesn't matter, but you are trying to provide them with a different experience in terms of how they interact with your products, your services, and solutions. So there is a centricity around those customers and how can we bring in these technologies to provide that experience, whether it is having AI that can converge with them when they have issues, or whether it could be through seamless devices through which they can have those interactions happen in a multi-channel manner, or having those high-speed connectivity through which uh, they could facilitate that, that uh, wonderful experience. So there is customer centricity, and there is also optimization of your existing processes. How do I rethink? How do I automate? How do I make my existing processes better so I can get my products and services into the hands of customer in a faster, quicker time frame? And there is also organizations and businesses want to modernize their existing infrastructure, their existing applications. Of course, all of these things I'm talking about are running on the cloud. So I would say top three things. How do I serve my customers better? How do I optimize what I have and automate what I have? And then how do I modernize what I have so I'm setting up self-map for the future? That sounds great. 
So, Akhilesh, I'm, I'm curious how you think uh, businesses will be adapting these technologies in 2023. Has anything happened uh, in the last six months that is changing the way people think about technology? Clearly, the technology is becoming more and more mature compared to what it used to be. So what it basically means is that it takes shorter life cycle to adopt and deliver results compared to what we have seen in the past. So clearly, all of these uh, economic uh, activity which you're seeing is going to continue to drive traction on more and more technology. So we are seeing many of our clients really going back to what they deployed and trying to get the most ROI out of that. Clients are investing is technologies which are able to deliver ROI within a shorter period of time. And we have seen again, our survey has highlighted some very, very interesting trends that respondents are saying that, you know, there has been a positive impact of the profitability and performance in the last 24 months. The second thing which we are seeing is that with as uh, Swami mentioned that most of the technology these days are cloud native or cloud first, which also allows our clients to distribute their cost of building and deploying with the subscription model, the ability to pay not just for use, but the ability to pay for outcome is the second big trend, which in my view will accelerate technologies which provide commercial outcomes. When we look at the significant change which we are seeing on the work, which is workload, which is going on cloud, there's a significant change we see there as well is from the past where people started to use cloud largely as a storage and compute kind of things. We are now seeing cloud systems being used for developing machine learning models, which means that they can do things on the fly. And then the third point, again, picking up from what Swami mentioned, that technology could do many things, but right now our clients in the today's economic position are prioritizing things which drive customer centricity and customer experience. At the same time, able to bring clear demonstrable use cases of bringing optimization for things which they are trying to do. Having said that, different industries are at a different standpoint right now. So I do see many industries trying to push the boundary with the use of some of those newer type of technology. So when we look at industries like fashion, retail, and some of them are actually experimenting with newer Web3 technologies and especially metaverse. So I think they have the ability to differentiate. They have the ability to create a stronger degree of customer intimacy. Thank you for that. I, I too was struck by the pervasive uh, theme throughout the survey results around customer experience as a driver of digital transformation. And uh, you know, maybe an area of surprise for me are uh, this was true even in areas that might not be obvious to the consumer. For example, consumer might not know about the cloud infrastructure that is behind the technologies that they are engaging with. Consumers might not know about the cyber uh, precautions that have been established. And, and uh, you gentlemen rep represent you know, our best thinking in the cloud space and the cyberspace. Uh, were you surprised by customer centricity? And uh, if not, you know, how does it show up in uh, your areas? In today's world, uh, technology has become what I would call a golden thread, which you sometimes may not be able to see, but it actually brings a lot of business benefits and which is what we are seeing many of our clients deploy. I think there are many other technologies which are actually living that promise of not being intrusive, not being, you know, in some ways coming in the way of experience. In fact, we are seeing the more a technology is visible to the end user or customer, the less it is likely to make a positive impact. Because in today's time, people want to directly deal with what they want as the outcome. So creating frictionless experiences is one of the foremost principles of technologies that are being adopted today.
we are seeing many of our clients deploy technology which has the ability to put a lot of heavy workload on the cloud and a light touch processing on the edge which allows a greater and a better customer experience because the data doesn't have to go back and forth for it to be processed and we are seeing uh, a number of iot devices number of uh, uh, user centric devices which are providing a very good experience using the edge technology so clearly the technology is becoming very user centric compared to what it used to be so to, to adding on to what akhilesh said if you look at uh, there are different technologies there is there are tenants like customer centricity and, and protecting the data and all those things but the, it's some of the parts of the technologies that is essential to kind of start to realize some of the value from these technologies so as an example one of the clients we worked with uh, we helped create a, a an ai based conversational system where their customers could call in and inquire about various things and get things done. But in doing so, it was a coming together of several technologies, including having smart devices through which they can talk. There was, of course, uh, advanced AI through which we can understand what the customers were asking and driving to outcomes. But also, the whole solution was built and deployed on the cloud, in fact, multi-clouds. And there was a very, very important focus on protecting the data because it was in a regulated industry. We had to protect the data based on regulations, but also sensitive data that the customer was expressing through their conversation. So security was not an afterthought. It was built into the design. And then, of course, it is integrated with various applications and systems that were running on different clouds. So if you see about this, the a goal was to deliver a modern customer experience. But in order to realize, we had to bring several technologies running on different clouds together. And putting these pieces together is where companies are focusing on, right? We'll have to focus on where um, it will make and break, right? Whatever their, their vision and mission is. Why don't we shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, how organizations are approaching digital transformation and what kind of successes they're happening? What are you guys seeing in this space? There are several things that are happening. Like I said, right again, it's, it's going to come back to how do I modernize my enterprise? How do I modernize my infrastructure, provide a better connected experience for my customers? How do I better connect my supply chain, automate my processes? So all of these are things that, that uh, businesses have been wanting to do for a very long time. We are at, a, I would say, uh, an inflection point where there is a vast amount of technology and technology advancements that are available, whether it is the cloud, whether it is how you run the cloud in different form factors, including edge and network connectivity, the way compute can be reimagined using quantum, and of course, AI making its own advancements and leaps. If you're like my daughter, one day she came and asked, what a voicemail is. That generation is more around using things, self-service, digital, all by themselves, and they want things done yesterday. So how do you start to provide those experiences and moments that matter for an end user, for an end customer, using these different technologies and different touch points and combining them. That's where I think digital transformation is heading. What are those moments that they need to serve their customers and how do they bring in digital in those channels? Thanks, uh, Swami. I think very intriguing thoughts. If I were to pick up some of these threads from where you uh, took it, I would try and uh, bring in a few trends which I'm seeing. The first trend is that uh, the questions around whether technology brings value to the customer have all been settled. I think in the last few years, the pace of technology adoption and the changes which you're seeing, majority of the people can clearly identify there's a value in implementing it and they are able to generally 
identify if not fully quantified. I think the power of using data and getting the data out of some of those digital transformative technologies has really reached another level. That's also is a factor of maturity and adoption. So most organizations today, when we talk to them, they are able to identify what kind of customers they're dealing with, the insights about the customer preferences, what impacts their sales. So all the kind of analytical information which earlier would not have been as easy to identify has become again mainstream. Many of these digital technologies have become verticalized. So if you are a telecommunication company versus you're a retail company versus you are a car manufacturer, they all are able to use some of those same foundational technologies like cloud, AI, data and others, but are able to build systems which are very unique and specific to their and their customers needs. I think there's a higher degree of appreciation both from the uh, inside the organization as well as the outside of the organization that the technology deployment we have seen have also uplifted the technology savviness or maturity of the end users of these enterprises. So the impact is not just inside, I would say the impact is also outside. Very interesting, very good points. Thank you for that. I wanna come back to what I think was one of the uh, interesting findings from the survey that was really focused on how cloud transformation has evolved. It seemed to me that the results in this survey suggested we had passed a tipping point where cloud was no longer an emerging technology. In fact, it was arguably the preferred mechanism by which people consume technologies. And Swami, I'm curious about your thoughts about how cloud transformation and adoption appear to have changed. Spot on, Barry. Cloud, you and I know when we go talk to clients, Cloud is no longer a, an alien word. Most of them, and the, our survey confirms that, are in the process of migrating their workloads or have completed workloads to the cloud. And in fact, what we are noticing is they are in the process of moving workloads to different clouds, not one cloud. Because uh, some customers, for example, I work with have strategically decided they're gonna move data to cloud A, uh, all applications that are data intensive to cloud A, and all applications that are compute intensive to cloud B for various purposes and, and also maybe hedging their bets. But what we're observing with respect to cloud transformation is moving to the cloud is, I would say, step zero in the journey. But what do you do with the cloud? Are you fully utilizing the cloud for what it is? Are you bringing in good principles and tenets so that you are maximizing your utilization, but at the same time, not paying these, uh, paying these huge bills that you get end of the month for consumption? How do you optimize usage? How do you bring in responsible practices, including FinOps when, when you're utilizing the cloud? Are you securing the cloud to be uh, compliant with policies and controls? Uh, and you do that in a very continuous fashion. So KPMG is delivering a lot of cloud offerings, fully managed cloud offerings. And one of them we are offering to a couple of large uh, state governments here in the in the US, where we are offering a fully managed Medicaid uh, systems integration platform. The, the key thing about that is it's the whole solution is not only built on the cloud, including different cloud technologies, but there is there are several regulations, including requirements like uh, compliance with NIST 853. MARSI, PHI, uh, and HIPAA that we need to ensure that the cloud is compliant on. So what the way we approached it is how do we build in these controls using what we call policy as code and automate the testing of these controls in a continuous fashion so that at any point in time, we not only know that the cloud is secure to handle data that we are receiving, but also be able to, to show continuous compliance that 
rightfully so, right? We have to do when we are deploying solutions on the cloud. Why don't we shift uh, to what our survey was telling us about cyber? Akhilesh, what, what is your take of the challenges that organizations are seeing here? What are your clients telling you? Actually, uh, the more CXOs you talk about cyber, the more diverse views one gets. Uh, I'll start by saying first that uh, I meet many of the senior management and board members, and I could broadly put them into two categories. One set of people who are paranoid that everything could go wrong, and there are others who are hugely sometimes overconfident that we are all safe and it won't happen to us. Rarely do I find, uh, and I would say this is more true for the board than I see for the senior management, that a good balance of saying, hey, there are risks, but we seem to be protected and we need to do more. So it's generally a huge polarization I see in the senior people's world where they're either overconfident or they are completely paranoid. But the reality is that you know cyber threats are here and they are changing. But what I would, if I were to kind of uh, share some of these findings from our survey, it comes across very strongly that about 60% uh, of the people say that they are behind time when it in terms of coming to the implementation of their cybersecurity program. The good news is that many of them have a plan in place, they have a vision, they have the strategy, but when it comes to the implementation and execution, majority of them feel that they are behind schedule, which in some ways uh, gives me a feeling that they are being real about it and there is an opportunity for them to do more compared to what they would have done before. The biggest challenge which we see in cybersecurity world today is actually shortage of the right skills. It is never enough to have all kinds of right people. And when I'm saying skills, I don't mean just the skills of what may traditionally be called cybersecurity expert, because in today's world, the threats are so complex and so persistent that you need people who understand business, who understand technology, who understand how the attackers behave from a cyber perspective, who also understand interpersonal skills. They also understand the ability to problem solve. The second thing which I see people are facing is the cultural challenges, because in most cases, an organization doesn't get attacked just because they had misconfigured technology. Actually, in most cases, the attack either originates or lands somewhere on the action of a user to have done something which she or he wouldn't have done. And those are the challenges of our user community to understand what is the right action, what to do, how do you deal with phishing email, how do you look at ransomware attacks, etc. So ability for organization to bring a level of culture about sensitivity to cybersecurity is the second big challenge. Of course, then there are issues around uh, not having the right investment, not having the right level of technology maturity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think to me, lack of talent and uh, cultural challenges in the organization are the two biggest factors. Excellent, thank you. And and I love the point about um, the challenges being really one about building cyber literacy while at the same time bringing multidisciplinary teams to solve cyber problems. Guys, wh why don't we sort of wrap here by, by getting your thoughts on what you would say is the number one tip for businesses who want to improve their technology strategy this year. And Swami, why don't we start with you? The number one thing I would recommendation I would give is um, start looking at outcomes. What is the outcome you want to accomplish and define metrics to measure those outcomes, including milestones. So the, the good old objective and key results associated actions you take to achieve those metrics and milestones that uh, you want to set in between. So start from there and, and that it could be anything. Right? It could be the light of my certain segment of customers with the products that you offer or services that you offer to them, or it could be to modernize my technology for the sake of uh, optimizing my supply chain. It could be any one of those 
North Star objectives. So start with an objective, define those objective and key results, including metrics, milestones, and then start to look at how can I bring in the technology. It's going to be many, few of these technologies coming together, including making them secure, having, making sure you have a skilled workforce, getting help from, from places you need to make sure you can do it is all kind of table stakes. But I would say outcomes focused that you can measure with milestones in between that you can judge or gauge your progress. Very good. Klesh, what do you think? I, first of all, I agree with what Swami is saying. That's clearly a North Star and a com- complete goal. If I were to look at it from a different vantage point, I would say the difference between a good organization and a great organization in terms of driving the digital transformation technology will not just be dependent on what the technology can do, what functionality it brings, what customer experience does, unless it is trusted. So the ability for the organization to make their technology trusted by the stakeholder, in my view, will be the number one priority. And here by trusted, I mean that a technology which delivers results as expected, a technology which provides uh, outcome in a very fair, transparent, ethical and responsible way, and a trusted technology on which the customer can have the faith that when I am submitting my information, details, data, etc., it is going to be used for the purpose it was collected. Excellent. Excellent. Very good points. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me here today. Very much appreciate your insights and expertise on this important topic of digital transformation and how it's impacting our clients in 2023 and beyond. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. For more information on the Tech Report, please visit home.kpmg slash techreport2022. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Insights Into Action. Please visit our website for more advisory insights and all the other episodes in the series. Make sure to subscribe through your podcast provider so you're alerted for any new episodes and check out the other podcasts available from KPMG. Thank you and see you next time.